Hello and welcome to Carbitrage Podcast, episode 86. I am Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host, Ryan Sinitsky. Hello, sir. Hello there. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. How was your noodles and company macaroons? It had an adequate amount of cheese jizz in it, which is a good thing. That is good. I yeah. feel like usually they really skimp on the jizz. Well, it, you know, like when you get it, like once you, when you get to go, you get home and you open it up, it's just like this congealed brick of macaroni mm. and like solidified cheese. I don't, uh, I don't wear UGG boots, so I don't go to that store. Oh. But well, that that's how it usually is because oh. they don't put enough of the cheese jizz in there, and then the cheese just solidifies. But this has all the milky <laughs> stuff, and then now it's it's, it's perfect. <clears throat> Well, I'm glad that it was excellent. It was really good. I was really happy. Uh, do you have beer in your Noodles and Company cup? Uh, sure, why not? It's uh, Dr. Pepper Cherry. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Good call. And before I forget, I'm actually going to go to this scene so people can actually see us. We have two guests today. What's up? Yeah. Start with you, Derek. Hey, Tell what's... us your name, and then what do you drive, and then we'll go on to the standard questions. All right. Well, I'm Derek Chan. I uh... Hello, Derek Chan. I don't know what I drive. Shoot. What'd you, I, uh, what'd you drive here? I drove the wife's Tesla here. He okay. forgot. Uh, it's electric. He forgot. Uh, yeah. It's, what else do you own? We have, uh, we have a diesel X5. We've got a, an Exige. We've got oh. a couple E90s. Oh, wow. okay. yeah. Fun cars. That's actually a pretty cool collection of cars. Exciting stuff. Yep. And yeah. you also raced that, uh, that their Corvette a couple of times, don't you? Yeah. Matt was kind enough to let me drive the Corvette a couple of times. Very and then, fine. You know, race Miata and some <laughs> of their stuff in endurance racing. Yeah. Racing Miata, you're kind of like honor. You're kind of like Burger, where you don't get a Tesla because you want to be good for the environment. You're getting it because it offsets your carbon footprint. And yes, it's no, because reasonable it's fast. to drive and fun. Yes, <laughs> yeah. um, it, it, it's a decent car. It really is. No, they are. Yeah. Yeah. They're really cool. The Model Three drives pretty well, especially the rear wheel drive one, which yours is, right? It is. Yeah, it's like the, the Stripper yeah. Model Three. Well, it was Perfect. until yesterday. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> now I guess I have to go get another one. No, 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 no. See, now, now you've now, got. Now I've just got like the. Now mid- I've got like, the nice one. You got a mid range. Yeah, you got now. the mid range one, the one that's not collectible. <laughs> <laughs> and then before we go on to the actual uh, user questions, hi Nolan. Hi. How's so, it going? Well, how are you? And who are you? Uh, I'm Nolan. Hi, Nolan. Hi, Nolan. I don't have an electric car. That's okay. I that's don't either. Awesome. That's why we put you guys on that side of the table. You guys can talk about like pre-war stuff and before light bulbs were a thing and like dial-up. You know, it's actually. It's uh, I was good. going through the uh, Arm Sotheby's. Or no, actually, it's the Bonhams auction catalog from Amelia Island. They had this really, really cool um, Pope that was for sale, and it had a uh, a, a single acetylene lamp. And it's considered to be one of the first sports cars ever sold in America. <laughs> I waited. I waited to use the bell, but it was coming. <clears throat> All right, cool. Well, I'm going to hop back to you then. Um, we've kind of gone over what you drive. Oh, oh geez. Oh. I forgot my laptop again, everyone, so I have to actually look up at the screen, which makes me kind of feel poverty. All right, first standard question. Would you prefer a drive, given two options, and only two options, there's no way around this, Driving a fast car in a slow manner or driving a slow car in a fast manner? Slow car, fast manner, all day, every day. There you that go. is that's the correct what, answer. Correct thing. Oh. Yeah, you're not kicked off. That's good. All right. What about you, Nolan? I didn't know that there was a question. Yes. Slow car, fast. Yeah, that is a that, question. That, that is, that, that's well, a, I mean, that, 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 I think that's more of a statement. It's an obvious thing. Yeah. But like, we have to weed out the people that... We had, we had one guest yeah. thus far that said fast car, slow, and we Ooh. berated him until he changed his answer and threatened to kick him off the podcast. Looking at you, Otherwise, Tyler. it might happen. Yeah, it was Tyler from uh, Minnesota uh, Cars <laughs> <Perfect>. Coffee. So. <laughs> good, good. Yep. All right, perfect. You guys both passed the first one. All right. <clears throat> so, you guys are both based in Minnesota, right? Sure. Unfortunately. You... Hey. <laughs> 
I, I, I like best this guy. This, no, no, I, are you guys I concur all right now. I, I concur. No, yes, not at all. I, I oh, am, shoot. but I concur. I am not. I know exactly what you mean, because I just had to dig my car out of three feet of snow after I dug it my driveway out three feet of snow yesterday and i had to dig it out again terrible it's just, awful just yeah. drive through it and then take your david blowy and just ramrod it I, 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 <laughs> I don't have a david blowy well you should get a freaking david blowy i want to get one it's I, amazing I, I actually said that to jana yesterday i really want to get a snowblower so i can uh give it like a bosozoku paint job and like a giant takayama oh pipe. the sweet exhaust yeah. and yeah. do a sweet intake and like paint it 80s colors and yeah shit. it would be hilarious and like a bunch of lights it'd be so obnoxious because i get home at like 11 o'clock at night yeah super loud okay Maybe yeah. when I get a fancy snowblower next year, I'll give you David Blow and you can mod that one. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're based in Minnesota. Nolan, you're not in the Twin Cities most of the time, are no, you? No, I split the difference. I'm in Rochester part of the time. I'm in uh, Minneapolis part of the time, and I'm in Chanhassen. Is that a place? Right yeah, now? that's a place I mean, right, right now. Yeah. On but Saturdays, so yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> All Saturdays. Uh, How I'll... convenient! <laughs> so are we. You got a Lamborghini. I'm here. I'm just staring at the paint and just loving it. Jenna Jameson's Lamborghini. Formerly. Oh, Formerly. hand job. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That would have been a good license. That would have been the plate. best. Oh license. my god! Why? Why did you not get? Because we got my wife came up with. That's pretty good. Bullshift is good. I, don't know. I can't believe he actually got that. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm super stoked to like put if, that on there and like deghetto it. If they revoke that, you gotta get Ace Job. Oh, it'll be fine. <laughs> uh, there's also, lots of them. DB, Famous V. <clears throat> We did have an entire fairly drunk evening here going over license plate ideas for the Murcielago after it arrived. So, um, Nolan, um, as far as like car community and events, do you do anything in the RMN community or just all Twin no, Cities? No, just Twin Cities stuff. There's nothing in RMN that okay. I found. There's a couple car shows. I mean, if you want to see muscle cars and the typical stuff. A lot of Harley Davidson. Oh, dying. Could I, could I really? Enough. I just, yeah, I was really just thinking to myself this morning. The thing I really want to see is a 70 Chevelle, not an SS, with the small V8, and I want to have some like really awful Boyd Coddington wheels on it. I would just love to see that. That's what gets my rocks off. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> All right, so Ryan looks for the worst possible example of something. Yeah. So, Derek, do you do car meets, or do you just do track stuff? Uh, mostly just track stuff. Okay. Um, I've honestly never really been to car meets. Okay. You should go to... Um, uh, Cars and Crafts by Dragon. Oh, yeah, that, that you probably actually would dig that yeah. event. Yeah. It's really small. It's like in this old, it almost looks like an old flour mill. Okay. But yeah, it's just like surrounded on all sides by like old, crippled, dilapidated stone buildings. Do you know where um, Flat Earth Brewing is in St. Uh, Paul? No, but I'm sure I can Google it. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's uh, Drive Cartel does Saint it. Paul, and it's like, but yeah, very I, small, very exclusive, I have, but right I was, in the middle of a brewery. Which actually, awesome. when I was at... Uh, Monterey Car Week, I was like talking to a lot of people from California. I'm like, no, like the best show I have been to, including these shows, is Cars and Crafts. Well, like, technically, the best show is when we don't divulge and it's in St. Paul somewhere. That's, that's true. Okay. Okay. So well, I'm, I'm also not saying when it <laughs> the is. The best Correct. show. The, the best public show is Cars and Craft. Absolutely. But even that's kind of exclusive because you have to ask ahead of time and get permission to we, be in we it. We want to keep the riffraff out. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't work. Fair. I get in once in a while. So, <laughs> but anyway, okay. So as far as uh, track stuff, do you only do wheel to wheel, or do you also just go up and have fun with oh, like no. HPDs and track yeah, days and we, stuff, uh, autocross? Yeah, um, I haven't done much autocrossing just because of the whole ordeal of spending the whole day out in the parking lot just to get you know two minutes of driving in. Yeah, but yeah, a lot of HPD um, and trucked up at the the Brainerd School. <laughs> okay, so get to sneak a lot of track time in that way. Nice. Um, other than that, a lot of wheel to wheel stuff. Um, 
just I did not any know dry- you were an instructor at the Brainerd School. You just need like a, a you didn't need to be breathing and have a pulse to well, instruct out there. <laughs> and so it's not it's not that big of an achievement, but yeah, still any sort of driving is track fun. time. Congratulations, track time. you can fog a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Fair enough. Does Mike Wagner still do that school or no? Yeah, he's still up there. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I like him. Him and his weird racing simulators that cost way too much. I actually ran into a micro center last week. He was buying a bunch of RTX 2080s for his builds. I'm like, you are a weird looking combo right here. He builds so. those sim rigs, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's, and he was he was going over with me. Like he used to run uh, three 4K displays, and he had them stitched in iRacing or whatever. And now he's just going to a single giant curved monitor, which is 4K, and he's having much better luck with that because apparently a lot of the people he builds sims for would like turn on the computer and then turn on the displays and apparently he's explicitly told them not to do that because like iRacing loses sync so they're all in the wrong order and stuff and it's just a nightmare to fix it so he's dumbing it down by going to a single larger display but he wants better frame rate on that single display so he was upgrading graphics cards but i digress that's probably not so we tune in here we're at the car podcast yeah, we talk about a lot of other things. Yeah, it's it, driving. It's driving. <clears throat> it's it's yeah. a racing game. That graphics card is driving that display just fine, Nolan. <laughs> wow. Yeah, come at me mind. now, bro. I I really still I've been wanting to do this since like high school, but I really want to find like a '88 through 2000 Honda Civic that's been in front end collision, so cut the front end off, put like a 50 inch television right where the windshield okay. is, and. Put like one of the in. racing wheels where the steering wheel goes, the pedal box where the pedals go, and the shifter with like, in the shift boot, and then actually make that into like a gaming rig. I think it'd be that's crazy. not where I thought That'd you were sweet. going with this. I thought you were gonna like you know Honda they added those little cameras to the bottoms of the side view mirrors a couple yeah. years ago. I thought you were just gonna like replace the inside of the windshield with a curved TV and then put a camera on the outside and like just use <laughs> just that to drive. drive. What? What? I don't I don't know Ryan, which is no. why I was confused with where you were going. No, but I really want to. Really no. want to make an awesome gaming rig like that because then you have like the stereo, you can like actually like, run the sound through and everything. Be tight. Yeah, but I mean the the pedals and like the steering stuff. I mean to get the good stuff, it's cost prohibitive. I know that's why I haven't done it. Also, but I do like playing with Mike's Sims. They are pretty good. Yeah, but I think I've played one before. I think so. Yeah. Well, that Subaru event. Yes. Where okay, uh, that was Pastrami him. and yeah, Tommy Pastrami. <laughs> So, all right, this is this is where that name comes from. Travis Pastrana was at uh, Sup- oh. Morris Mantaka Subaru had a like a meet and greet for Travis Pastrana, and uh, we had this one uh, used car manager who's just like a total douchebag, and like everybody hits him. Weird. Yeah, that's a new one. Yeah, he, I've never he, heard um, of that about yeah. used yeah, car I know, managers. Right? But he uh, had never heard of Travis Pastrana, and I convinced him that the guy's name was Tommy Pastrami. <laughs> And I was so, hoping that was where it was going. The used car manager goes up Does to him, disappoint. like trying to bullshit and be like, pretend he's friends, like all friendly with him and everything. And he's like, "Hey, Tommy Pastrami." Travis Pastrana's like, "What the hell?" Like, Perfect for the entire event. He called Travis Pastrana Tommy Pastrami. I mean, I still think. Travis Pastrana should change his name via deed poll to Tommy, <laughs> Tommy Pastrana. It's a way cooler name. I forget who was the other driver that was there with him. It was his team driver. Oh God, um, you're asking me things. Fine, no, we, we don't have to do that. I can go to the kind next of one. Pre-war car question is that? <clears throat> I don't yeah, I'm gonna yeah. set you guys up for the next question. Starting with you. All right. So, about a year ago now, a friend of mine out in San Diego sent me a Craigslist link to a 1984 Ferrari Mondial hardtop with no engine or transmission in it. 
And what we've got here is called the Mondial Challenge, which is you have this car. You have to put an engine and transmission in it that is not the original. You cannot cut any sheet metal. So it has to fit in a transverse, transverse V8, you know, four-cylinder V8-ish bay with a transaxle that is transverse, no longitudinal setups because it's got a trunk that you have to keep. Mm-hmm. What do you put in there to get we, the same or better horsepower and, like, better reliability, cheap, just so generally a better swap? To give you guys some <laughs> some information on that, an idea. Um, good. You can use... <laughs> Over-the-counter adapter plates. Like yep. I said, a 12A rotary with a street port on it and a Toyota AE101 transmission because there's a company in Puerto Rico that makes a adapter plate for that swap. Um, the car also came with about 240-ish yep, horsepower. About 240 horsepower. 240 horsepower. It's an 80s Ferrari, so, I mean... Reliability. Anything is more reliable than that. Okay. Which is why I chose a 3.3 liter Toyota V6 with a factory TRD supercharger and an E153 five-speed transaxle out of a Solara. Because it's about 400 horsepower and it is turnkey reliable. And automatics are not allowed. Correct. Well, I mean, that goes without saying. Yeah. But I still have to to say because... I still have to say that because there's one so, percent was added. Start with autos. you. Keep what you on can the spot. You fit in there, jeez. Well, I mean, that's the thing. You're limited to like we've had people. I think say five cylinder. Yep. Like with, you can fit a five. You know, yeah. a Volvo five cylinder with okay. a shorter transmission. You can fit that in there, so that's fine. But like, you can't cut sheet metal. Can't cut sheet metal. No sheet so, metal cutting. Can you cut? Can you fit like a nine A one in there out of a late late gen Porsche? Uh, well, that's longitudinal. Yeah. You could fit the engine in, but I don't think there's any commercially available. I mean, maybe you could put on like maybe. a 1.8 T trans. No, those are longitudinal too. No, actually, no. You, you 1.8 Ts have a Jetta. Tra- they have a transverse. Yeah, and the GTS. Yeah, I mean, the answer is maybe, but maybe. I doubt it. Mm-hmm. I think you'd have to have an M96, and even then, you'd probably have to get a 2.5 or probably a 2.5. It's it's a good question because in the neighborhood of what I was thinking, a VR6 of some sort. That, that would could be definitely cool. probably that. fit. I I want to push the edge of what's that's actually the size. a reasonable idea. You could absolutely fit a VR6 in there. Yeah, we've actually never had that. Yeah, no, that's a good one, and it sounds amazing. It sounds odd. really cool. It's kind of funky. Huh. Yeah. Get, reasonably reliable as far you, as VAG. Well, I wanted it to drive far enough for me to be in trouble and mad at it. It eventually <laughs> does break down. Okay, well, if you want that, then you can probably put a W8 in it and find a train. Oh, no, transmission. no, no. I want to get somewhere remote. I, oh, man. I, I would like to get to cornfields by the yeah, time the car I want to get, get to Waffle House before. I, I, I still want the sideways. Full. I still want the full 308 Mondial experience where I get halfway to my destination. Okay. And then you have to wonder if I'm going to make it home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why we particularly like the Alfa Romeo 3.2 liter V6 <laughs> one that somebody chose. Like, yeah, you, you get a lot of the spicy, you get the same power, and you have no idea if it's actually going to make it home. Um, that's pretty nice. So uh, Ben from Japanese Nostalgic Car, uh, the website I write for, when I interviewed him, he had a great response, and he said an NSX V6, and the mm. reason being is that that whole car's existence was to be a thumb in the eye for Ferrari. Ah. <laughs> yes. Yes. The Lamborghini it's, it's like, angle. The yeah, exactly. Angle. It's like getting an organ donor for, like, a really racist person from, like, a different race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, That's David, basically what David that Duke to. gets a new liver, and it's... Yeah. <laughs> And he has to be like thankful for this person that he hates. So yeah, that's exactly. basically the, the 308 and the NSX engine. Yep. So with that being said, we're putting you on the spot still. You got to pick something. I got to pick something that actually can feasibly work. Yes. And we will tell you if it won't, and then uh. we'll belittle you and berate you. <laughs> it's all right. It happens. I don't know. What, what would you put in there? Well, we've already told you, know you our Let's, answers. So I would. I would want something that's you know fun, high revving, that okay. won't kill you instantly. 
So, something, uh, and then you have to make it around 240 horsepower. Another suggestion I made before I came up with the 12A, and you're welcome to take this if you would like it. It's called a 7AGE. It's a 4AGE cylinder head from like an A86. But you take the 1.9 liter block out of a Geo Prism, which happens to bolt up. <laughs> and then you can run... it was a Corolla. Yeah. And then you can take a supercharger off of a MR2, and that should give you about 240, 250 horsepower. It'll rev to the moon, because it's actually over a square block now. And it will make plenty of power and sound awesome, because it's a super high-revving, huge cam four-cylinder. So pretty, would pretty that be a black top or the silver top? That would be uh, either a black top or a red top, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the one of the first the two. The top end, anyway. The, the small yeah. port of, or big port, yeah. the four-valve. Mm. But if you're going to do that, though, why don't you just drop in like a you 2ZZ? Could, that like would be which cool. is aluminum. That would yeah. be a really cool one, yeah. And, you and can rev those, it out to like 9.5 and strap a blower onto it. If you put new oil pump gears in it, maybe. <laughs> that would, that would, that's actually a legit. I forgot you have a, an Exige, so yeah, you know all about this. That would oh, be yeah, a really they, good You just blow example. up, but then you just go to the junkyard and grab another motor for 600 bucks, and you're good to go. I suppose. That's a great response. Do you want that to be yours? Yeah, 2ZZ. Yeah, Let's make it official. Nobody's, that's my final answer. Nobody's ever said a 2ZZ, and that's a great Would you go C56 or C60? Supercharger? No, the trans. Oh, 53. Is is what you should be running though, isn't it? What or is the hell it, is it? Is it a sixty three? It's uh. So this shop out in Detroit, um, Monkey Wrench Racing. Yeah. They MWR. Uh, yeah, they do like MR two swaps with. Like, yeah. Uh, the C6. the six speed box out of like the Celica and stuff is a C sixty. Okay. The MR two Spider and the five speed one ZZ FED box the C56, but the five speed's a lot stronger, and the gear spacing's further apart. So if you're gonna like, yeah, but daily it, yeah. I don't know. Something to think about. Put new, new ratios in. Keep them all. The, uh, the the Mondial is quite a bit heavier than your Exige, so six speed with 240 horsepower might not last. But I guess that's not the point. Actually, no, it's perfect. It'll be unreliable. Yeah, no, it'll yeah. be that reliable. Get, that has enough. to get you home faster. That, no, it, it's reliable. It'll keep enough. all gear. Yeah, it'll, you'll you'll be able to <laughs> yeah. get home. It's <laughs> just like <laughs> just chain. like a Mondial, you'll be firing out like three cylinders and like oh, yeah. kind of getting home. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that mechanical injection just working well. And mm. the, three cylinders with fouled out plugs, and you're getting uh, a whopping like 20 horsepower. Doesn't yeah, matter. that sounds just vile. I can just I can smell the odor of a mal-running '80s Ferrari from here. So speaking of um, Mondials and 308s, yes. uh, Toyota had a commercial for the Corolla hatchback, and that's the one I think I talked about last time. Is having... you mean the motor cult car of the year 2019? No, this is a hybrid one. Oh. Um, in Europe that we don't get. Oof, which, good. Yeah. I'm glad. So, I'm glad we don't get that. On the in the commercial, it's this Corolla hatchback driving past all these historically significant cars. So there okay. was like. A old Renault, uh, like pre-war, like Voitois, that the tiny cars mm. that they made, um, flies past one of those, and then it flies past a race car that looks like a Bugatti Type Thirty Five, and then uh, it goes into fifties, sixties, seventies. And you drive past the 80s, and in the, in the 80s, it's a 308 in the back of a tow truck with two people <laughs> in it, <laughs> looking pissed. <laughs> Okay, that's a pretty good commercial, even though I don't endorse the car that it was for. <laughs> everybody, okay. everybody says this is a great commercial for a terrible car. <laughs> I've got one more of these official questions, then we're going to jump into regular topics, which you guys are happy oh, to help us with, too. We're um, almost through it. This, yeah. Just got to survive. Yep, yep. just one more. It's, and this a, one is, you know. We have a you know, thorough vetting process. Uh, this, is fine. this is what uh, Trump called extreme vetting. 
basically, <laughs> except for doing it better by not actually doing it. So anything like top that. down, purple car, yellow wheels, extreme vetting. Yeah, extreme vetting. Yeah, awesome. a convertible pace car C5. Oh, as I say, that's Indy 500. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway, so picture this. You are going out to California, figure LA, whatever, for about two weeks. You have the option to pay through the nose for a rental car you don't want to drive, or you have the option to pay up to about three and a half grand for a vehicle you just go buy, drive for those two weeks, and then drive home and sell for a profit. What do you buy? It has to make it home from California. It has to be reliable enough to do all of your tripping in there for two weeks. What do so you buy? While, while you guys are thinking about this, uh, I'll give another one that I came sure. up with. Uh, a Baricon Toyota Corona. I don't is, know what that is. I'm getting to <laughs> Does that. anyone know what that yes, is? Yes, they do. Okay. Everybody that's like a huge Toyota and not, not knows what that is. It's the... <laughs> I consider myself a person who likes Toyota. I have no R- An RT40 uh, shovel-nosed Corona. It was uh, okay. like before the Corolla was Toyota's like big subcompact, mm-hmm. the shovel-nosed Corona was that. And actually in Japan, they had a the 1600 GT, which sold alongside the 2000 GT, which, which had a four-cylinder version car. of a... 2000 GT engine. Mm-hmm. Why don't you, while they're thinking about, throw up what a RT40 looks like for people that are uh, watching on on uh, Twitch. Oh, that car looks awesome. Hold That's on, cool I can't thing. see oh. it yet. Yeah. All right. And uh, you can get one of those that almost all of them, because nobody knows. Like, did they there's make a two-door? Yeah, they did. Oh. Two-doors are wagon. terrible, though. They made a wagon. Four-doors are always better. They oh, made a God, wagon, and they made a huge. <laughs> you agreed to it. They made yeah. a wagon and they made a ute as well. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm back in. I mean, yeah. four doors are great for the right things. That, that, this those cars were actually for being I, more attractive, I think that the, more rigid, cheaper, and better. No, nor, well normally, so, n- normally I pr- I'm with you. I prefer the I coupes. Love two doors. However, two doors are done. with this car. I actually prefer the sedan. That's fine. Yeah. It just seems to be a Minnesota thing that people love practical, less aesthetically pleasing. But they look better Dumpster and they're more cars, rigid. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All so. Right. But anyway, so what well, do you guys? That's choice. What What do you guys think? And one of those can be had for. Oh, well, what did you, What did you pick? We'll go over ours while I keep thinking, because I'm sure this is. No, I've already got something. I, well, I got this. Oh, I, I think it's okay. like an old Mercedes. No, I said a DA and or a first generation Integra, flip up headlight Integra. I gotcha. Yep. I think I said '93 uh, four cylinder five speed Camry wagon. That'd be amazing. Yes. Those are impossible to find here, and they're thick on the ground out there. Yeah. Nolan, you're yeah. ready. Yeah, late '80s. Uh, we're talking like Formula Firebird slash Camaro, cool. R- like any of those F bodies in the late '80s that are Firebird, maybe barely oh, yeah. twine hung together now in the Midwest, and people just lust over them. Get your t tops and your yeah. Oh yeah, one seventy can... horsepower V8. Oh, your, you're being yeah. optimistic on the three hundred five. I'm hoping to get some fuel injection in there somewhere. To, to be Toilet fair, I mean, you can get away with even a V6. In California and bring it up here and still and make it come up. V six cars up here or into that? No, but I mean like it's the fact that you'd be selling you it for the body. Like, for yeah, right. Right. And okay. like a, a clean true. body for one of those is about thirty five hundred bucks up here. That's my my guess is that yeah. I can move on some sort of eighties muscle and uh okay. people that's here a, with that's a peculiar answer, but valid that, that's nonetheless. A very, very good choice. I would have totally overlooked that. Easy. They're just just gotta get a Miata. That's true. Speaking of yeah, Vic on the ground. Come amazing. on, guys. Yeah, Cheap no, out there. I was actually, not rusty. Yep. Bring it back, sell for eight grand. That's not <laughs> fair. I, I was actually, so like this week I was, I was looking at Craigslist. Originally for a Corona, I couldn't find one. Uh, but I found like a couple in Los Angeles, but they're both automatic, so that's how I didn't buy yeah. it. Um, 
But I also noticed that, yeah, Miatas are, oh my God, every single one in the world is for sale there. And like, they actually care about the quality of the car. Like up here, like regardless of what condition your Miata is, it's like a four grand car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, regardless of how of how terrible yep. it is. Whereas like down there, you can get one that's got like rattle can paint and like Rota wheels and some like eBay coilovers for like a thousand dollars. Can you is, imagine like, doing two thousand miles on a highway and racelands? Oh, oh yeah, I've done that. Oh. I drove my I drove my CRX down to Chicago and back on Well, how how much you're saving buying that car? You could ship it home. Well, to, actually, to be fair, what you can do, uh, <laughs> no, because uh, Miguel, my, idea, my, my roommate actually has Racelands on his Miata. Right. Uh, he bought it with us. He bought a Miata for two hundred bucks down in Rochester. Actually, oh shoot. Uh, the person is like, I broke the transmission. Miguel goes and like looks at it and sees that the guy put in like two bolts on the clutch and had like totally annihilated the clutch and like broke mm. the flywheel. I didn't so, put in a release bearing. Yeah, and I didn't put in a, re- a release bearing. So Miguel goes to like O'Reilly's, buys a flywheel and clutch kit, and then slaps it into the Miata and drives it home on his driveway. In that guy's driveway <laughs> in like three hours. Uh, and he got the car for two hundred bucks, but it has it had Raceline coilovers on it. And what Miguel did is he raised it up all the way. Yeah. The car now sits a, so like, a little like, bit of travel. Yeah. So <laughs> the car now sits four inches higher than stock. Oh my god! And awesome. so he put like big like off road tires on it, and it actually rides perfectly. And that's kind of like, probably a lot down to the tire. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, I mean when he had the, when he had the original Miata, when he had not. the original tires on it, like hmm. I. I rode in it, and it sure. rode perfectly fine. Yeah, I mean, it that kind of makes four, sense. It was four inches taller than it was supposed to be. The spring rates on race lines are actually pretty soft for the most most applications. Not all, but they're they're not yeah. like Well, they 10, probably just have K. one spring, you regardless right. of like, which car it goes on. Yeah. Right. It's yeah, like, it's just... Oh, here's your strut, and here's your one spring you get. <laughs> Same rate. <laughs> Universal Just fit. tighten it more. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. But, yeah, most of those are like 600 kg mm or whatever, so they're kind of in the middle. The valving's obviously trash, but if you raise it up, then you get a little more yeah. compression room. So, hey, maybe it is okay. <laughs> I don't know. Fair enough. I think a Miata is a good answer. Too. A, yeah, that's a good It's not always the answer. Oh, it usually is. Though. It's usually it's, it's usually, it usually a pretty is. good response. The, it'll get, always at the, the very answer. minimum. It'll get the job done. The Miata is BMW E30 is always the answer. No, the, the Miata to Japanese cars is like a Mustang good. to muscle cars. We're like, it's usually gonna be a good contender. Like, regardless of what you're doing, it'll probably be do, doing just fine. I'm oh, a yeah. Japanese car weirdo, though. I like all the Mitsubishis. So. Oh, I love Mitsubishis. I was thinking 4G63 for oh. that first question. Oh, that'd be it. Yeah, uh, Kua from Drive Cartel, uh, he said that. Uh, 4G63. I, didn't Balto say, like, 4G69, too? Yeah. Or something no, crazy No, like 4G64, I think, which is a 2.4 liter. Oh, with yeah. the 4G63 head. Okay. Yeah, Balto actually got into it. That was really cool. Mm. I want to see somebody say, like, 3000 GTVR 4 swap or something. 6G32 <clears throat> is what you're saying. Yes. Uh, My second car ever. Yeah. Anyway, moving on from this layer of autism, uh, let's go into actual <laughs> news stories, please. Ryan, do you want to talk about uh, Seinfeld update? Yeah. yeah. Can, can you uh, turn off the screen grab and bring up the podcast? Notes? I'm trying. My computer's still booting up. 27 minutes later. <laughs> there, all right. There you go. I'm going to bring up so, the uh, link once you're done looking at it here. Yeah. All right. So anyway, uh, Seinfeld mm. uh, sued, is now suing the dealer that he bought. The, We're giving people an update. Yeah, this is good. Yes. Yeah. So <clears throat> if you guys aren't familiar, no, uh, no, Se- Seinfeld, fake. Yeah, the Seinfeld sold a 356 Carrera GSGT uh, to this uh, firm called Fika Frio. And uh, Fecal the, Frio, Fika Frio. They're based out oh, of I the it was Jer- cold shit. They're based out of the um, the Ger- the Jersey Islands, south of England and north of uh, 
North of uh, France. You mean BM? Baltimore, Maryland? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Zing. So, um, <laughs> George Costanza, I'm out. <laughs> they're, they're actually... Um, oh, you're still master of your domain. So he... Push through. Appar- <laughs> apparently, the car is su- supposedly not a GSGT. It might just be a Carrera GS, which is okay. still like an insanely How rare in South Africa car. Sure. How dare he? Yeah, I know. It, it sounds really trite to us but um <laughs> so did they actually disgusting. send proof that it's not a, a well GT? no they, they never did but he doesn't uh, and Pika Frio was quiet for a long they, time yeah from what everything i know they're still quiet um but what's going on is that jerry seinfeld like he's actually being super honest about this and he's saying well i, I don't know it, it, it could be i mean like, if they botch their inspection and the whole issue is that with classic porsches they don't have the ferrari red book inspection their inspection right. isn't like actually removing parts it's like an outside expect like like, uh, like a pre-purchase inspection sure. almost right so it's not nearly as in-depth and so the issue is is that he thinks that i think it's, i think this is more to like force the hand of the dealership he bought from to show how that they how they came to mm-hmm. believe that this was a real gsgt sure um I'm going to need the podcast notes again because I actually oh, do have a couple of things here. God. I'm sorry. And my phone is just not updating the podcast notes. All right. Um, Samsung, huh? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How'd you know? <laughs> um, Dive. There's a battery in that. <laughs> but no, so it, the Dior should be bought from is called European Collectibles. And the S7. <laughs> I know. I was making a joke about the batteries that aren't allowed on airplanes anymore. Um. But no, he wants to make, he wants to force your hand and show that they're not being fraudulent, right, or the if they of are shifting to the yeah, dealer he bought it exactly, from. Sure. and get it off of him. Um, his lawyer said that Jerry has no liability in this manner, but he wants to do the right thing and is mm. therefore brain sectioned to hold European collections accountable for its own certification of authenticity and to allow the court to determine the just outcome. Um, so basically, Jerry, Jerry didn't do anything. He's been a hundred percent honest in all this and now of course fika frio still hasn't come up with any actual proof um i did some research on them um from what i understand i think that they're a shipping company that has a car collection oh because they've brought a lot of cars to goodwood they've had a um they've had a couple a a lot of like 50s and 60s era um like gt racers and stuff and like early formula one cars perfect so yeah, I mean, I, I get where they're coming from. I think that they are a lot more thorough than most other people would be, and they're probably, like, freaking out because there's, like, one thing out well, of place. Well, they might just happen to have, like, the one 90-year-old dude that was building these things. Yeah. He's like, that isn't, totally realistic. that isn't right. I mean, that's, yeah, no, that's totally. not how I built this, screwed this thing together with my... Hans and, did not use that bolt. And yeah. not, not only that, not only that, <laughs> this, is, this not, is also this a... This is not a metric bolt. This is a... <laughs> this is 5 inch coarse thread. We do not use these in Germany. This is a 61-year-old race car. You can probably bet that at some point this has been crashed into something or repainted or had the livery change or something modified. Well, if it's that valuable, almost certainly. The ones that have been crashed are always worth more. Yeah, so it's like something like that. Like if it's like a different hood latch or something, like then that kind of like that might not necessarily mean that's not a real GSGT. It might have just had something that made it. That's what they found in the parking lot to get back on that racetrack. Exactly. So it very well could have been that, that somebody at some point in time had modified it. 
So, I mean, we're just, we're going to keep everybody updated on this. Um, so, Jerry's not doing anything, but he's suing the dealer he got yeah, it from. Yeah, because he's it, Jerry Seinfeld's actually, like, legitimately trying to get to the bottom of this. Because he said, like, if this turns out to be fake, I will totally give you your money back. But yeah. I don't think it's fake. Right. So, he's being a really upstanding guy. It's exactly what I expected from Jerry Seinfeld. So, you know, he's got nothing to gain from, like, defrauding somebody. Yeah. Like, he's got all of the money. He's the Porsche guy. We have mm-hmm. to give him all the money from this podcast for all the Seinfeld quotes we're doing right now. <laughs> yeah. all, all the negative AGI that Carbatrosh has? Yeah. I would gladly give that to Seinfeld. He can help us recruit. <laughs> well, I get a ride in one of these fake-ass Porsches he's got. <laughs> to, be fu- to be honest, if, right. if, we got into a, if we got into a beef with Jerry Seinfeld, we could only stand to win. Yeah. Because well, why should have people... He could only stand to lose by bothering with us. Yeah, exactly. Because all, all we're gonna do is just get more viewers and listeners. <laughs> all right, let's all right, let's do it. I finally I know. don't I do not want to start a fight with Jerry Seinfeld. I do not condone these actions. I've or, I've already like gone off of I've already quit my fight that I was had with myself and Doug DeMiro. So <laughs> oh. you're not a big khakis fan. Oh <laughs> this <laughs> is the two thousand and five Doug DeMiro, and I am gonna show you the quirks. Anyway, I want to talk to you guys about the, some bullshit that's going on in Europe in a couple of years. There's talks, and by that I mean pretty much going to happen. Mandatory GPS-based speed limiting devices installed in all new vehicles in Europe in three years. So I want to know how many days past three years people have been able to disable these. Yeah, exactly. And will it reduce the number of speed cameras no. or constabulatories? Actually, no, it probably will reduce the number of speed cameras, and there will be people that take them off, and they'll probably get fined, and they're not going to care. But just, like, how how does this happen? How does something like this get this far, and, like, somebody says, yeah, that's a great idea, and then he gets, like, his 40 other representative buddies to be like, yo, yeah, that sounds bomb. Let's only be able to do the speed limit all the time. So, what the hell? I mean... Okay, if you had a car in three years, let's say, yeah. it shipped with the speed limiter. You get into this brand new thing after you sign on the dotted line, drive it down the highway, hit the speed limit, friggin' thing just stops accelerating. What would, what would you do? Uh, you, know what, you know what's going to happen? Is they're going to get one lawsuit from a guy who bought like a McLaren P1, mm-hmm. was going wide open throttle, getting on the freeway, and then like broke his neck. Because the car just like <laughs> locked up. And, just, and now the guy's crippled. <laughs> And he's just going to sue the government of Europe, and he's going to win. And then these are going to go away. It's going to be fine. But you're okay if you live in the UK, though. Thank you, Brexit. Yeah, yeah thank you, Brexit. Yeah, so it's like the one good thing to come of it. Yeah, I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I guess this is... And the license plate from A30 Wagon. That's true. Mm. Yeah, that is, that is a great yes. license plate. <laughs> yes. And, you know, this is just more evidence that cars from the 1980s are inherently better. And that's the thing. I mean, they're not going to retroactively put limiters on older cars. Oh, no. They can't. Oh, our like, country's going to no be way. fine. I, my Model T will be just as good as it always has been. And Yeah. Well, that's, oh. a, that's the thing is, you, you know, even if they do try to do that. It's a that, tractor with a license plate. It's not even a car. If they do One try if they try to oh, do yeah. that, there's going to be somebody that just like some contrarian dick that's a, like take like the Blitz and Benz or something and start taking that on the road and going full throttle and go like 109 miles an hour at all times. And they're going to say, how did he get past the speed limiter? And say, there's no speedometer. What do we do? <laughs> like... It, <laughs> It's a 40-liter four-cylinder. I don't want to do about this. The American way, though, would be to have this, but then have a $1,000 option to turn it off. Just 
find a new market to make money off of it. Right. That, that, and it and looks that, like this fine. is rolled yeah, I'd into... Yeah, totally, I actually would be fine with it. Like, That's actually a really good idea, because then you're going to get some of the idiots off the road speeding yeah, that's that, fair. Like, totally in their fine Dodge with that. journeys. Keep yeah, fine. The right if that's rolled into this legislation, great. I mean, this is written into 2022 safety standards. So I'm guessing by the time that these are actually put in to you know, affect things will have been changed and ratified and rewritten. That would be Hopefully hope. giving you a buyout clause yeah. at the worst case. That, That'd I be kind of cool. Yeah. Like if I could do that for speeding? Oh, no Heck brainer. Yeah. 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 I'll take out a second mortgage to do that. <laughs> Good night. Anyway. Off-road use only. Yeah. <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, my K&N panel filter is off-road use only. Exactly. I would never use those on a streetcar. I don't know what you're talking about, Nolan. But I, I don't equally is in the dark. I don't want to spend much time on that because it's a terrible, horrible thing, and it makes me sad for the future the world. is dystopian. Yep. Now I want to speak about pre-war things. Let's do it. Oh, that was a poor ding. I slapped it as hard as I could. Yeah, well, there's there's Bugatti. Yes. Okay. Bugatti yeah. is. Uh, I don't know you this people. This is from a Facebook uh, <laughs> update that they had Ooh. that they teased a picture of the Bugatti Type 57 SC Atlantique. Now the question is. They didn't mention anything about the Chiron or anything. Why did they do this? Looks like a shitty dirigible. What's what's the concept car, the front engine concept car, when they were showing off the W12 um, from like 2004? I'll look it up. But the, Bugatti's been playing around with this idea of... I, I know what you're talking about, but luxury. I don't remember the name. Yeah, I, As long as it has an inline 8, that's all I care about. I doubt it will it'll be some sort of VR6 yeah. derived <laughs> crazy <laughs> making... Block. I'd be okay doing... with a VR12. No, that's what I'm saying. It'll be like, something like a VR12 would be sick. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> no, way cooler I, than a W12. Yeah. Uh, agreed. That would be really cool. I don't know. Maybe even a VR14. Just something like if you're going for this pre-war something outrageous insanity. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that, or at and least make it like a 19 liter two cylinder or something. Well, like, and that's the something, thing. It's, it's, something exciting that's... with curves. I feel like if whatever they <laughs> come not? up with, it's going to be cool because they're basically they've got no budget. It, this is entirely a it, they've got a budget of unlimited. They this is entirely just because the um, the head of Porsche, I think the guy who runs it, uh, just wants to have a vanity project, and that's why Bugatti exists at all. Mr. Pieck, an ultimate yeah. vanity well, that's what project. I was wondering. Oh, does that not just look like a Morgan though? Everything old looks like a Morgan. That's, that's just a, Actually, that's I, just I think, a Morgan. I think what you mean to say is a Morgan looks just like that. Yeah, that predates a Morgan. that's what I would say. Um, but no, so these cars, if you, because most people that are under the age of 110 don't know what a Bugatti Antlantique is. Oh, thank um, God. Come on. Th this was a. Uh, I, I think it was actually the fastest production car in the world when it was made, but they originally um, they originally had made it. Uh, out of uh, magnesium, and they riveted it together because they couldn't weld it. Cause, You're right, because it would catch on fire. Yeah, because it was, it was <laughs> super light, and a company recently rebuilt from the, the Hindenburg original one. company. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we covered it in a really aerodynamic paste called uh, what's that? Thermite. Kerosene. <laughs> <laughs> Thermite has got a really good drag coefficient. Oh yeah. So that's why, if you look, it's got that fin that goes along the entire body. That's actually where they riveted it. And they're, oh, that's cool. They thought, like, oh, since we're riveting it, this will kind of show off that it's actually made out of magnesium. The production ones were made out of aluminum, which was still pretty I bet awesome. I that this is Bugatti. Would they call it aluminum? 
Or would it be whatever? No, because Bugatti's German, isn't it? No, French. Is it French? It's right in the middle. It's in northeastern It's from Alsace-Lorraine, but yeah. Yeah. So I hear there's a lot of speed cameras on fire in that part of the country. (laughs) It's true. It's all because of old Bugatti's. Fingers crossed, as we can only hope. (laughs) Um, But no, they... uh, it, it, when they were making it, they were making it to be like out of aluminum and everything for the production one. You could get it. You can get them supercharged. So it's an inline mm. eight dual board cam supercharged. Yeah, yeah. It's like two liters, made 137 horsepower. In the like most ridiculous dual overhead cam engines are the early ones because they put two camshafts on and they still stuck with two valves. So yeah. I'm like, why the <laughs> hell did you do that? It's awesome. That's very good. Because you can. <laughs> I just What's got two the deal giant. with early delivery cam? <laughs> the valve's three inches wide. <clears throat> but I'm I'm really excited. They're going to be showing whatever this is. Um, will be shown at Geneva, and I really want to see a new Atlantique. And yeah, like a W six, a W or a VR twelve would be a yeah, or like an oh, odd yeah. number of cylinders just to uh, mess with people. Nine cylinder. Yeah, like my a, pet project, the Serpent Seven, would just be this inline seven ridiculous. <laughs> hey man, with balance shafts and all that stuff these you, days, you're gonna you have, could, you're gonna need to yeah. all, internally all and externally balanced with dual counter rotating balance shafts, and it'll still be pretty. So the bad. V, the VR six, the VR six in noise. in the two five five cylinder I've full second made are pretty close to the same architecture. You could take the VR6 and then stick a five-cylinder in front of it. I have an idea. And then make a, what was that, a, v, a VR11. A VRL11. A, a, a VR-ish 11. VRL. Like one off the side no, for you, no you, reason. You have your VR6 inline five. <laughs> a y. <laughs> what the, so, a Y11. Yeah, well, you'd y have, 11. You'd have, you would have it inverted, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. How are you going to oil the cylinder heads? Yes. No, actually, you're, you're no worry two, about blow-by. Two, yeah. two pistons per cylinder. And then, <laughs> <laughs> you know, old aircraft radial engines, they had just like the single layer ones, and then yeah. they had like the later ones, which are like yeah. layered, twisted radials basically yeah. it was like a whole bunch of stacked ones what if you just took like one bank of those that was from the just twist <laughs> and just had like, had like a gummy worm shaped seven cylinder inline engine that'd just be like, perfect make it air cool just half, yeah screw it that'd be perfect I, they should absolutely engine. do that that'd be like a seventh of a big radial be like right. yeah this is cool we got fuel injection <laughs> the eu says we can't have these in five years why not well we're not going to do an electronic speed limiter we're just going to make the car not fast enough to do the speed limit oh it was the eb uh, 218 was actually the bugatti that they came up with it was a sedan too you might yeah. like it yeah. it kind of looks like a j30 <laughs> thank thank you for yeah. reminding me of that yeah it's just these oddball concepts oh god height. the front end is just a disaster Ooh. yeah no it's rough it's rough <laughs> she's a bit of a minga <laughs> oh god yeah that Ooh. that's the height of the that looks like bubble era the chinese auto manufacturers tried to copy a maybach 57 mm. is what that looks like okay. it looks like a sedan which apparently is better than a coupe 18 cylinders though. Sedan 18 like that. that's so cool oh. right that oh, dashboard's man. awesome is that everything except for the outside nah. no can't be Maybe it is. That it's, looks like a manual. It does look like a manual. It's German, so it's probably Triptronic of some sort. Triptronic? <laughs> Triptronic. Thank goodness you Trip got lucky, yourself, and it Tronic. is under the VAG umbrella, so it would have the Triptronic nomenclature. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, you would have been like every other pleb in the world, where you just call everything with a oh, dude. an uppy-downy, uh, a Triptronic. That engine looks pretty nifty. Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty cool. sexy. Yeah. It's got a water-cooled alternator, so you know it's from the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just anyway. saying, if you're going to go peach German, then... Peach German? Peach German. We've reached peak German. I still love the uh, 
it was like languages and how you say like common items and it's like ambulance butterfly and yeah i just said ambulance whatever i, I think you have to be i think you have to double but like it was like butterfly it was just like beautiful romance languages where it's just like this, this melted chocolate coming out of the writing and in german it's like kubenschlackenblagen <laughs> it's like how do you get that many syllables out of that thing so um, that just means that they engineer things really i think well. it was, i think actually it was packard is it packard or it was nash but uh, there was a company in America prior to World War II that had a generator and water pump in the same thing. Oh. And it used like a little jack shaft. But the thing is, it never failed. Yeah, I could see that being actually fine. Because if you had it in like a sealed uh, slip section or something. But that's, like... that's the thing. It, prior to World War II. So pre-war. And they were known to not fail. <laughs> like that's so weird to it's, me it's older technology it's like stator technology as long as you have something rotating near a bunch of copper it's gonna make a field it's and like you those, can make uh, power 50s with it. refrigerators that are just still going oh so my god yeah. very energy efficient those oh yeah yeah easy to get trapped inside nice and efficient you you really added stuff. According several to some... uh things to the podcast notes and i have like no topics <laughs> you can take the honda one after this if you want Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's Honda-related. Uh, I, I added the midweek. I mean, it, that's pretty fine. I added yeah. all mine on Tuesday. Pretty so. much all the rest. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's fine. Pretty much all the rest of my stuff is EV-related. So, oh. Sorry, Nolan. I can mute your microphone if you don't want to hear it. It's clean your coal headphones. power, man. Clean coal. Uh, power the future. Clean coal, clean coal cars. Yep. I've got <laughs> solar panels on my roof, but they're covered in snow, so I'm definitely running on coal. <laughs> oh, good. But midnight coal. Yeah, so man. Off we're, peak. we're actually just going to be talking about pre-war Russian land speed record cars for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Both of them? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, talking about actual news, Volvo just dropped earlier this week news that they are going to be uh, developing a competitor to kind of halfway between a Model 3 and where the Model Y will sit. It's called the Polestar 2. Um, and Volvo has, I think, officially taken the Polestar tuning name out of internal combustion and, like, suspension design and just turned it into an electrified sub-brand, which I'm, like, kind of okay with, but I think it's that, a weird play. That's actually a very clever play because Polestar is now known, known for performance. And this And is they're fast. going after <laughs> Tesla. Right. It's both performance and an upper brand from Volvo, and I think it's the right move given where they're at i think so too it's especially because it lets that differentiation happen so you don't have to ease people into something quite as right uh, easily if like you, you do like what audi did with their new e-tron to turbocharge the supercharger right. sure we got a car for you welcome to volvo where everything right. we build has a four cylinder but we have badges that say six and eight. They just have different versions of multiple turbo supercharging and electrification added to them. Hey, if BMW does it, it's an industry-wide great idea. I don't care about BMW except for the M2 competition and the M3 six-speed. Yeah, BMW. We, we decided that a while back that BMW is oh, dead to oh, him. Oh, good. good. Yes. <laughs> I, I haven't yet taken our regional CCA Instagram account and started going after corporate BMW on their posts for like the X5 and X7, but I'm getting close. I mean, S-Engines, they're born in your crossovers. That's the way it works, right? That is how it works now, apparently. It's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. If it, if it makes <laughs> the you feel better. burning down around me. Yeah. Toyota's getting better, and Mitsubishi still makes a Mirage. We, so and we can be happy. The Genesis G70 is still I, on the horizon. That is a great car. You, you said, I'm just going to, my little rant. 
My Little Pony. No, the Mirage was an great. eclipse. Oh, okay. And so right now I'm just not, the eclipse I, cross. No, no, I, I said the them. Mirage. That's the only I, thing I care about. I know what you said. I'm just they don't exist right now. Mitsubishi Maybe makes more good car. Whenever I say fourth gen eclipse are on Balto, he gets so Ooh. irked. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like there isn't a fourth gen eclipse. I'm I like, yeah, he, I just saw one on my way here. He, no, does, no, no, he drives a, a fourth. gen. I'm in a fifth gen. Sorry. Oh, okay. It's a badge engineered Dodge Avenger. Yeah, I, yeah, I meant the fifth gen. So disgusting. The one that actually isn't an eclipse, but it is eclipse. Anyway, yeah. So here is the Polestar Two. Yep. This thing is—it's kind of like Jaguar I-Pace shaped. Like yeah. it's—it's it's like a like an all-track wagon size more than it is a CUV because it's got a really small greenhouse. Is there? And I actually a, really like the four-spoke wheels. Uh, yeah, no, they look good. Is there cladding on the? It doesn't look like the. Yeah, thing, it's got plastic cladding on. It the looks bottom. tall and unwieldy. I don't think it is. Does but, I mean, every time you work with a battery pack under a floor, you end up, by nature, with, you know, some thickness there. Well, I mean, I'm looking at the wheel gap here. Yeah, it's, well, it's designed to be a soft rotor. What? A soft rotor. What's that? That's an off-roader that never... Conveyance? A mall crawler? Yeah. <laughs> a, an off-road capable vehicle Why that never works. Why are we excited about this? Because it's electric and it's good. I don't and care. It's base price is 35 It's a soft 000. rotor. The base price will be $35,000. It's a soft They still rotor! have a completely intact $7,500 federal <laughs> tax credit, which is something Tesla currently can't say because they've got their $3,750 in place through, I think, June. Then it drops off to $1,700. Um, but this, it, I mean, especially in, the, in light of things like the e-tron finally being announced, which is like 2,000 pounds heavier than a Model S Whoa. and has like 300 horsepower, I'm just like, okay, uh, that's... Not good. Yeah. So yeah. I'll rip on the e-tron all day as yeah. an EV, but like this actually is a really good value proposition for people looking to get into something like this, because it's priced like right in line with the Hyundai Kona. Well, and no, like I think a what Kia Soul. You nailed the comp. It's the iPace. This is yeah. an iPace if you want to save thirty grand. Pretty much. Not yeah. Look like you're driving a Hyundai. This is. It. And honestly, it will be right in line with the Model Y when that drops too. Hyundai has really given themselves Volkswagen syndrome. Super bad. What's V-Dub syndrome? Volkswagen syndrome was when Volkswagen first brought the Passat to America, and they tried to make like a super like upscale version of what oh. the Passat turned out to be before it moved it down market. Too. Well, Mazda doesn't seem to have as much of an issue as Volkswagen and uh, Hyundai do because they're like synonymous with cheap cars. They were. Ma- Mazda, on the other hand, is synonymous with being a great car company that was ruined by Ford for twenty no. years. Mazda is synonymous with rust. That's true. It's very it's true. Very true. I I'm even fighting it on my car. I had a two thousand like, protege. So yeah, those just yeah. I mean, I, you I, ever go to Canada? Anytime the fin- you get this far past the B pillar, like the rest of the car is cheesy. It's, 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 good luck. it's true. They keep going. They, but yeah, no, they're fine. That's that's super the frustrating. Was luckily in the first half of the car, so I'm okay. Right. So I just follow that. That and all that the, uh, frustrates the me a lot numbers. because the protege five I think is one of the best looking subcompacts of like the early 2000s yeah this is pretty but that. they just no even those like yeah swiss cheese like there's nothing left of them <laughs> yeah i guess you go to california you buy a protege there the, you go the, one buy a protege yeah, if, yeah. If, if you're if you're going to like <laughs> and you find this guy right here no if you're if you're going to right. bakersfield like it's the only place you can go because if you go anywhere like within like 10 miles of the coast it's gonna rust in half yeah so I'm sure you guys have talked about it, but I think the best thing that Volvo slash Polestar's got going for them is their aesthetic. Like they, I think it's their seats. Are those the plaid? Do they have the plaid? I don't know, but Volvo has the most comfortable seats ever. Oh. I, I'm a plebe. I don't get in cars like that. Oh, but okay. 
I just they have their own way and they haven't given up on it. I mean, this evokes the the shooting break concept from 2013. I mean, Brown. it's Swedish, so it has to be good. Oh, what is the name of that car? Wow, Nolan, you're really dropping the ball on your old yeah. obscure car references on a podcast you had no idea you were going to be on today. This is just what my brain does. Like, hey, Derek, do you want to talk about EVs that aren't mall crawlers? Yes. <laughs> sure. Okay, so Honda actually has an EV that's coming <laughs> oh, out that is yes. also going to be unve- unveiled in Geneva, uh, which it doesn't look like we're going to get it. It might be a little small for our uh, market, but I'm really still holding out that we might Please. get a chance in hell and get it yeah um they said yes, they weren't but this one yeah. the honda that urban ev yes. yes it's yep. just like a fiat 500 except electric, it's rear wheel drive and it's rear wheel drive and it's a hatchback and it's based off a first generation civic or a honda n600 so it's is that like, styled around that yeah, it's not based off say, of yes. one thing God. is it like honda fit inspired sized? by it. a little bit smaller so it'd be a I, from what i understand it's based off like a honda city sized platform okay which is like right south of the fit so it's a little bit I smaller. I think you could fit. say fit, though. That's the modern. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Yes. Yeah, yeah that'd be in a, the XB American market. maybe? Yeah. Not quite so. First gen, No, maybe. not, not, a, not, not an XB. It'd be, it'd be smaller than a fit or Yaris. So. Okay. Maybe a oh, mod- Yaris. Yeah. Maybe Yaris. So I totally rock that. That's a cool definitely, car. Definitely. It, like, talk about a great track car. EVs have a ton of power. It's rear-wheel drive. It's going to be fun to drive. Like, that car is going to be awesome. There's Honda cannot possibly mess this up. And not only can they not mess it up, Honda's also... They already have messed it up. That looks so much worse than the concept car. The concept car. No, I agree. It is a four-door now. That's a good point. Yeah. No. See, the, that's good. These are only being sold in five-door No, the concept variant. is a two-door, which looks better. I was talking with, about, like, the nose and the wheels. But okay. No, the, the, the concept does look better, but, concept of course, I, I've been having this conversation with Ben, like, <laughs> nonstop since they changed it, and I've been telling him, like, I don't really... It, concepts are always going to look better mm-hmm. than the production... Part, a counterpart. We should be happy about the. They production. should just stop giving us concept cars. Well, n- or just yeah, make them like I mean, this where it's 90 percent of what we're gonna get. And that's the thing. Like my thing is like right. I'm. I would rather get this compared to the concept than get the production version of the uh, Nissan IDX. I don't even know what the Nissan IDX is. Is Thank that God. the five ten looking it. thing? The five ten looking thing that was stillborn. Yeah. Oh yeah, that actually looked really good. Yeah, that's yeah. IDX. But exactly, I would rather have this than have the production IDX, which doesn't exist. That's fair. Yeah, and I think that this is. I like a really, that it's really five door cool only. Car. It's rear wheel drive, and it has a more than one hundred mile range as an option. And it's pretty good. I I like that it kind of takes. It's got kind of the same shape of the Fiat Five Hundred, mm-hmm. which I'm a really big fan of. And it looks like it's going to be a really really cool car to drive, and I really 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 hope. That it ends up in America, like super bad. Somehow. Yeah, they've they've told us that it won't, but I'm sure it will eventually. Yeah, it might. I, I will buy it in 25 years, if need be. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe like 26, because I think we still got about a year until it hits the. They're well, saying that I think deliveries will actually start happening in late 2019 for these. So nice, nice, yeah. cool. But so, yeah, that I mean, it's a great looking little car. I have I have no doubts there. I, this, just, I wish it was a little TV more of the concept. The like motif is a little. Annoying, but they this looks like an eighties Sony ad no, right it, there. It, yeah. it, it, you know, it looks like it looks just like a, C, a first gen CVCC Civic yeah. interior, and that's I think all the way down to the tweed seats. Isn't that what they also talked about? Their inspiration for like the C pillar kind of look is that yeah. very CVC kind of CVCC. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that it's really cool. I like the two spoke steering wheel. Yeah. Like, that's really rad. I'm kind of mad on those. I mean, I, I get why they do them. No, I mean, like, as far as, like, taking the retro look and actually doing it right, because, like, th- 
I'm just really excited for like seeing photos from Geneva this year because Bugatti's gonna have the Atlantic, Honda's gonna have this, and then um, there's a third one that's happening. I think the Polestar Two is gonna be there. The Polestar, and there's another one that I was like really jazzed about. I'm totally oh, uh, Peugeot's gonna have their oh, they're coming to America. Whatever. Yes, yeah. that one. Are they? Yes, and they're bringing that this that cool uh, 405 EV con- uh, concept oh, wow. that's to come here too. We'll talk about that later mm-hmm. in the week. Yes, <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting until Jana gets here to sure. my girlfriend because she's like a huge like French car nut. Ah, so, so but, I've only got one more thing to talk about in this episode, which is kind of a sad thing, but it was actual local news, which we don't get that often. So I'm gonna go ahead and touch on it. This was um, okay. So we've had snowpocalypse February. We've had yep. how many inches? Twenty, thirty, over thirty at this over point. thirty yeah, inches of snow. State. So I mean, you drive on any given day where it's snowing, you're gonna just see a ditch lined with people that have improper equipment. Yeah. So there's a guy down in southern Minnesota, or, or I should say, improperly used proper equipment. Mm, I don't think so. You know, they're all seasons are probably bald anyway. So. Yeah. yeah. Jana saw a there. Highlander bounce across the highway, and I saw a Forerunner high centered in a snowbank. What the did other they have day. for tires? I, I don't know. I, it, the snow was That's up the to right the middle of the door. Then. Yeah, that should. But the yeah. thing is, is like, how do you do that to a Forerunner? Like, <laughs> you get trying. bad tires. You try pretty hard. You're trying, oh, yeah. you just don't, though. I mean, I, I had really bad tires on my Forerunner when I first bought it, and I'm like, ah, I just don't need snow tires yet. <laughs> yeah. It was no, fun. You, no, it wasn't, because you couldn't go anywhere. You definitely couldn't steer, and holy oh. shit, you could not stop. Hmm. It's just, it's amazing what bald tires. I mean, you just, there's nothing. That I, I mean, I guess. I mean, I got. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. So it, winter tires make just as big a difference on yes. SUVs. But anyway, this guy stopped in Faribault, Minnesota, to uh, pull a car out of the ditch with his truck or whatever. So he takes his standard issue tow strap, hooks it around his tow hook. Hooks it around the trailer hitch of the car in the ditch. Yeah. Gives her some spicy salsa. The trailer hitch pulls off the frame of the car in the ditch, oh. goes through the back window of his truck, hits him in the head, and kills him. Oh, Jesus. Man. So, talk about a freak accident. Oh, I'm like, God. that makes me not want to pull people out of ditches anymore. I love but pulling like, people out of Me too, but go yeah, for a tow hook. Don't, yeah, go, yeah, for yeah, a, don't go for the don't trailer, go for the trailer hitch. Don't go for the A-arm, I guess. Something, yeah, but I mean, yeah. I get it. Like, if it's if it's up to the bumper and snow, you're gonna go for the easiest. Oh, that's right. strong. That'll be fine. Right. But yeah. I'll pull it up like a, a little bit and then re re uh, rehook Jeez. it. Yeah, that's really bad. <sighs> yeah, but anyway, poor guy. That is sad. Uh, that that kind of hits a little close to home. Now, I think um, we should probably talk about something happier. Pre-war cars. It is. Oh, <laughs> I mean, what did we learn this week? I we we could do that. Uh, yes, yeah, so we'll, we're um, out of topics, so we got to do that. That's a or, good point. Or you could get the bagpipes. Uh, no, no, no. no, no. A topic. It's... No, we're, we're, we're going to talk about what we learned this week. <laughs> so at the end of every episode... Or I could talk about my new car, um, I guess, but... At the end of every episode, we've been taking our... You know, because we always... We don't end on that. Yeah. We all end yeah. on something yeah. happy, something cool that we learned that we're happy about. So the thing that I'm happy about that I learned was that the guy played Johnny Tran mm-hmm. uh, in Fast and Furious 1... Um, he was also in a uh, villain in 007 and he was in the mm. uh, Netflix series, Marco Polo, which was really <laughs> rad. And I highly recommend everybody watches it because it's super cool. It's about Genghis Khan. Um, okay. but he has quit acting and actually works for an NGO that, uh, helps uh, third world countries modernize their economic systems and stuff. Hmm. 
So, oh jeez, I know, right? <laughs> like the dude went from like, like, like he went from a Honda 2000 with a hundred grand under the hood to that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you don't get that back in the recent. Well, to no, me, to God, be no, to yeah. be fair, I mean, the guy had like a perfect acting career. Like he hit it out of the park. His first role was in Fast and Furious. Then he was a Bond villain. That was his first movie. Yeah, that's really. Like that was his that's... first like big movie. Like he did wow. a couple like like tertiary roles, but like that's his first like hmm. big role that he had. Okay. Um. His name is Rick Yuan, I think. Um, but he, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he uh, wow. did that, and then he did Marco Polo, where he played Genghis Khan's brother. And then after that, is like I've done everything I need to at this point. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just gonna go on and work for NGO and make a whole shitload of money doing that. His heart will go on. <laughs> yeah. Not ours. Was he in Titanic? If no, not, he should have been. No, he. he <laughs> wow, can you imagine it. what 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 character would he have been in Titanic? I would have loved to see Johnny Tran on that boat. <laughs> Holding a viola the boat goes down. I feel like he'd be like squirting oh, methanol uh, into the injection for the coal-fired engine or something. Like, it's, 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 it's like do 40 his, knots. His name's actually Rick Yune, actually. Rick Yune? Yeah. Okay. So, I, I mean, he's Korean. I'm not great with Korean names. I'm better Japanese. I'm using a Japanese pronunciation. It's, and yet you choose to butcher it. Sounds good. No, it's Y U N E. So you do Y U and then any. Yeah, what? It's close. Yeah, that's close enough. You know who I'm talking the about. The first time I was it's told Johnny how Tran. to pronounce yeah, the last name. Yeah, it's Johnny Tran. I know who you're talking about. It's Johnny Tran. It is like N G U I E N or something, and somebody's like, "That's Win." win. I'm like, win. "What? How? There's a G in it." <laughs> you know, like, it's like it's like the last whoa, name N G. Sound that N and G make. Yeah, what is that? It's, it's like ing. Ing. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. I don't know. I'm not very cultured. Actually, um. Out, so. Rick Yune's uh, first role is he played uh, Kazuo Miyamoto, uh, Japanese-American war hero, uh, in a movie uh, about him <laughs> called Snow Falling on Cedars. So, but, I mean, <laughs> he did that, and then, yeah, then to, it was like a really small like, art house film, and then, yeah, Fast and Furious a year later. The yeah, his only, his only <laughs> movie is a drastically different role. role. <laughs> so, yeah, so he did, it's a versatile actor. But like, all right, so he did he did that. And he does Fast and Furious 2001. 2002, he does Die Another Day, and he's a Bond villain. That's we were great. talking about this earlier. I had totally forgotten that he was in that movie. Yeah. yeah like he's, well, I didn't recognize him even watching right. them in the theaters. It's, hmm. That shows his versatility. Yeah, like, he's, he's a really, yeah. really like versatile actor. It's really good. And then, yeah, Marco Polo, and then... Now he works through the Center for Global Dialogue and Cooperation. <laughs> Just goes 180 hey degrees. Hey, man, most people life. have career changes in their lives. Yeah, th- this guy definitely went like 180 degrees, like just like a really stellar actor. Well, once he realized that, that a couple of SR20s were going to pull a premium raise for us, <laughs> that he was going to change his career up. So, You know, right. after he got arrested at family dinner like that, he's got to he bounce does, back. He got slapped by his father. Just yeah. tremendous disrespect. This is what he's doing. He's trying to get back. Yeah, he's, tr- he's trying to get respect for picking himself up by his bootstraps. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him in Fast 12. That's <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Fast 12, the children are smart now. <laughs> like that. So, I don't know where this series is going. But. Uh, Burger, what is Haven't your... What, what is what, what is something fun that you learned today? That's I learned bad. the Chinese phrase for cat is Xiao Mao. Shamao. Shamao. Now I know. There you go. Show okay. Me. Is that like you walk into Eddie Chang's and that's what you ask for now? <laughs> no. My, uh, my niece and nephew go to a Chinese immersion school and uh, they taught me how to say Shamao. 
I'm like, Sadie, how do you say cat? She's like, Shao Mao. I'm like, hell yeah. Do, do you have to say it like that? Like, regardless the of... The inflection matters. The yeah. inflection matters regardless yep. of where you Shao are. Mao. Is that what Michael Jackson was trying to tell us? Shao Mao. No, he was trying to say, Shao Mao. Oh, see, I, <laughs> see it's, it starts high and then goes low. I thought he was going for cat. Shao Mao. Oh, another thing. Uh, the grandma... No, uh, you get one thing. Okay, fine. What did you learn fun <laughs> this week? Can be related to anything, because that's what we do. Shoot. I don't learn anymore, man. I just, <laughs> like, knowledge slowly seeps out of me. And well, you learned that Johnny Tran dumb. is like doing good things for the world. Yeah, but that was his thing. I know. That's his thing. But and, you got to have something in your life going on. And his, his brother Lance with the snakeskin <laughs> pants is in, uh, he's now a regular and Lance. fresh off the boat. So there's that. What is Vince doing these days? <clears throat> Ooh, yeah. It's probably a in good jail. Question, Where are they now? <laughs> yeah. um, a monthly uh, segment. <laughs> have, have Derek respond with something, and I'm going to figure that out. We can Ooh. skip you and yeah. Pastor you, Nolan. You're, you're going to have to come back to me. Okay, fine. Well, eeny, meeny, miny, Nolan. Oh, gosh. Eeny, miny, Nolan. I learned that uh, there's not heated seats in a fajita I was thinking about buying. Oh, so yeah. That that's a bummer. But it is a six-speed, which is pretty cool. Well, it puts anything on the table if it's a manual. Yeah. Well, have you considered moving away so you don't need heated seats? All the time, but unfortunately I got married to a local. And you guys they, are communists. They nah. think it's great. It is great. My wife thinks it's the greatest thing on earth. Uh, I yeah. love snow so much. Is she from Minnesota? She, yeah, she's from here, but she never shovels, so I guess. Yeah, isn't yeah, that like, weird? Isn't that funny? Yeah. David oh. Blowy. Uh, got to get yourself a David Blowy. No, I got to get It'll a change your life. wants to move south. He uh he hasn't done much. This isn't going live, is it? To the internet, right? It's live right now. Oh baby, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it'll be immortalized forever on uh, SoundCloud and Twitch and uh, YouTube and Google Play and Spotify. Spotify is about you. Yeah, how does he not? make any money We're on Spotify now? Yep. I don't understand how Hall Matt Schalty, the guy plays Vince. Vince makes any money. The like, <laughs> this the dude buster. has fill like, us in. He has the most anticlimactic acting career I've ever seen in my life. So he did Fast and Furious, uh-huh. uh, The Transporter, Blade 2, The Heart is Deceitful Above All Things, Out of Reach, Torque, Bounty Hunter, Seven Mummies, Final Move, The Flock, Mr. Brooks, The Acquirer, Extract, Fast Five, and Action Point. And then like he was in like he's a special in Seventh Heaven, CSI Miami, Law Order SVU, and Weeds. Like, of course, he that's is. His, he's just he an extra. Really. Yeah. That, that is his entire acting career. Like, he's what is credited <laughs> as second plant from the right in yeah, CSI exactly. Miami? Yeah, exactly. Great. Like that. Like that's that lovely. is. I usually Isn't like that, that. Really bums me out because like everybody else from Fast and Furious is like God, like, doing again, really interesting things. So they tease it and we'll never get it. Sorry, I went oh. back to car oh. stuff. I no, that's all right. Can't not think it about car stuff. It was a brown Volvo wagon with potentially a turbo diesel under the hood. Nom, nom, nom. Two-door. I learned that I want that. Shooting so, no one, no one, what'd yeah. you learn? I I didn't learn anything related to cars. It was... Well, it doesn't have to it, be cars. It doesn't have to I oh. learned the Chinese word for cat. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I learned that I found my Command & Conquer CDs. So oh, that yeah. I can play I'm so stoked for <laughs> LAN party like next RTS week. RTS video games. <laughs> I, I still got to get this place prepped for the land party next week, but I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm really excited too. <laughs> That's gonna be awesome. Are you game? Are you? Uh... I'm like the most uncoordinated person in the world. Computer yet, game. Yeah, computer game. You, yet you don't you need coordination. Go out, yeah. You do track days, even though you're uncoordinated. Yeah, That's response like the, time. The fear it's not of death is like what what really, really hones me. the yeah, skills. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's I get fair. that. I get that. <laughs> I, I get... can forget about my life while I'm in that autocross for those 40 seconds. Like, go, go. <laughs> and it's done. Oh, yep. oh great. Now, now, I, now I wait for an hour. Now I was I, I was explaining to a I person. Like uh, I drove a, a Mazda Millennia over the week, like last week, that was like totally flawless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Does like, that I, have the uh, swing vents, the like little motorized AC vents? No, that was the 929. Yeah, but okay. uh, the Millennia had the awesome. Miller Cycle V6 of the supercharger. I'm like, I've, I've never driven one without the check engine line on. <laughs> so I've never driven one that actually has a supercharger working. I was really <laughs> excited. And it was a Buick. Mm. It drove just like a Park Avenue. Well, it keep was, in mind that supercharger is just there to facilitate the the movement, the, the the movement Miller of Miller cycle. Yeah. <laughs> so I was work. I was really bummed out because um, I, I I was expecting more, and I I texted my editor about it, and he's like, "Dude, Mazda's actually looking for one," and I'm like, "All right, cool. Well, give me the information so I get it's the lady might end up selling her car to Mazda Corporate because it's oh, like the only cool. clean nice. money out. Like it's like a super nice money out." But um, she was talking about. She was yeah. I, I, she's like, I've had like this like extensive list of like kind of cool cars, and she goes, I don't understand why I don't like my Millennia. Like it makes like a reasonable amount of power. Like it's a totally reasonable car. I'm like, well, see the thing is, it's not a matter of like what kind of power it makes or what transmissions. It's about how engaging it is to drive. And I'm like, it, it it's what you call a meh car. It, it's not well, inherently bad. I think it has to do with the engine because the response is just not. That's what I mean, but this but I mean that's like the difference between the 1.5 and the first gen XB and the XA versus the Atkinson cycle version and the Prius. Like you drive Mm. those; those are both basically the same engine, and one is just awful. Yeah, exactly. Just ruin. Well, a lot of things ruin that car, but like it doesn't help. Yeah, they both sound pretty awful. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. The 1.5 and the XB is actually a hoot. But what I what I I told her was faster. What I told her was like the whole appeal of a fun car is you don't have to spend a ton of money to get something super awesome. Like it's about the fear of death you get in a car. Like you have just as much excitement driving a Yugo at 80 miles an hour. (laughs) 80. Oh my lord. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, balls out. As as you will driving a Corvette on a road with curves on it. Like <laughs> they're they're both gonna be equally as terrifying and you feel like you're gonna die. And it is going to be a blast and you're gonna love it and you're gonna tell your friends about it. Like that's that that's the whole appeal of like the fear of death when driving. <laughs> I like when the limits are lower. That way I can have more fun at slower speeds. Yeah, I don't know if it's the death thing for me, but it's to practice my skills in places I shouldn't be able to just like going to the grocery store and be like, oh, nailed it up shift. And like, oh, I just right there, like you're saying, with, you know, just like playing with the back end of just, and the that's guys like, are passing you in their autonomous that, crossover. That's, ca- like that's kind of what I mean, though. <laughs> is like you, it, See ya. I'm banging the limiter in second, looking for traction, just yeah. hanging it that, up sideways. That, that's what I mean. It's like you're, you're driving it closer to its limit. And that's yeah. how, like I said earlier, like, I'm we really already happy. established that they prefer a slow car fast. Ryan, I want fast car fast. Don't get me wrong, but if I have to Whoa, choose, you sound like Tyler Christopherson right now. Yeah, do you need to leave, sir? <laughs> you don't like fast? Shall I get the bagpipes? What if I got more fast? Slow car fast. Yeah, I you agree. should get the bagpipes unless you've come up with something that you learned this week, sir. I don't know if I learned anything, but SpaceX launched okay. the Dragon capsule. Hell yeah! There you go. Yeah. That's something. We That's cool. At like. 2 a.m. this morning. Did it work? Yeah. Sweet. With First, the dummy? With the dummy in there, and they had like some stuffed animal thing in the seat. It was great. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Yeah, that company like, is just a troll. Was it like Elon shirt. Musk's like childhood? It, like... Was, it was like a little like planet freaking stuffed animal. It was great. How many dead hookers if were I, in this one? Lord knows. I don't know. <laughs> if, I, 
if I was Elon Musk, I was launching that. I got this like stuffed uh, like Hollywood Hulk. No, it wasn't Hollywood. It was actual uh, Hulk Mania Hulk Hogan. Like from when I was like, kid, it was my first stuffed animal I ever got. I would be putting that in the spaceship and saying, "You had to orbit. procure your childhood, my man." Yeah, dude. Was it like it was a awesome. Stretch Armstrong style? Like, <laughs> no, it's a, it's the one where he break he, the bones. He's like this, and you're supposed to like wrestle around with him. It's awesome. I love it. <laughs> love that guy. He's it's great. A, just want to walk around style like body now. pillow before those were a thing. Right? It, it kind of is like it for is a baby. Like steroid yeah. using beach blonde dude. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's got their kinks, don't. It all makes sense now. Yeah. Well, don't maybe to you. I don't know. I was, I, I was like always like really excited about wrestling when I was a kid. Like grew up in the '90s, so of course I was. Undertaker, was, man. Yeah, d- yeah. Was, Undertaker. Yeah. You got Hollywood. Yeah, Hulk Hogan. You got um, the Nature Boy Ric Flair, whose Ooh. birthday was le- over the week. So his birthday was on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. So happy birthday! Bir- happy birthday, Ric Flair. Uh, the I think Nature Boy. It's the Nature I just Boy. Don't care about this at all. I, I think <laughs> on that note. We shall get the bagpipes. <laughs> thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you, too, for being on. Hey, thanks for having and us. Yeah, thank you. We will catch, uh, we'll catch you guys later in the week.